Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all going to laugh at you. I was listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey, everybody. What's up? I was going to well, I think as we can hear, um, sadly, our Marissa is not with us tonight, uh, and it, uh, it's, uh, it takes two to replace our Marissa. Um, That's true. We've got Nate here, and back for the first time in a long time. Did I think since the March Madness. I think so. The Internet's own Matt Kelly returns hey! to us. He's from the Internet. He is from the Internet. So, Very famous. Extremely famous. <laughs> so, tonight is an episode that is a long time coming. We've been wanting to do it for a while. Uh, because we've talked about the gentleman that stars in both of these movies multiple times on the show and his glorious fucking mustache. I'm say the man with the stash. <laughs> it is time for a Tom Atkins episode. Tom Halloween, Atkins. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. So we'll start chronologically. Uh, yes, that'll be Halloween first. Halloween right? 3, Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the departure. Well, he has a cameo. Yes, it's a departure. <laughs> it's a departure. Yeah. Wait, Michael Myers has a cameo? Mike Myers appears on a television yeah, set. They're oh, watching, that's true. They're watching other horror <laughs> movies yes. during this, yeah. Which I, I realized, it wasn't so much later that I realized how ballsy that is, because the announcer's like, the Halloween classic, and like, Halloween was maybe three, four years old at the Listen, time. it was a classic. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Everyone ripped it off. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, this was only 1982. So, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You got just a few. So, yeah, the, the only mm-hmm. film in the series that departs from the Michael Myers storyline, even though he shows up in, in the movie, and it's the movie within the movie, some of the actors from the original show up in this one. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis has a voiceover. Uh, Annie is his ex-wife. Yeah, Annie Annie from the first one is, is Tom. She's Linda in this one. No, I can't remember her actual name. Oh, yeah. No, me neither. But Annie. It's something. Annie and she had like one. a, she used a fake last name for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of a little, little Easter eggs in this one. Quick and dirty synopsis is there are masks that will kill you. Because, I'm sorry, I'm behind... The witches in this one, we can just eliminate the children. Well, I think it's fine. What the, the? I think the plan is that he he's stolen one of the one of the <laughs> stones from Stonehenge. Is right. chipping off little bits of Stonehenge, which he has made a video that will activate them and make bugs crawl out of your face or yeah. something. 
I, I don't quite understand it all. Snakes and bugs. It, it reminded me a bit of Troll 2 with yes. the Stonehenge tie-in. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fair. Yeah. I, I just like how in the beginning there's like a news report about how, you know, one of the stones from Stonehenge is missing and, and no one knows how or who or what or why. But, you know, just... It's across par- across the Atlantic, it just shows up. It's part it's part <laughs> for the course for Stonehenge, though. No one understands what that thing is. That's true. That's true. I did kind of like the little Celtic tie-in to um, no, what is it? It's in the first Halloween, or is it the second Halloween? Where Loomis? It's the second one where he calls it the Festival of Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like a white person calls it the Festival of Sam Hain, where in this one. And I, I don't even want to say because I'm going to butcher it. Do you know how to say it properly? Nope. Yeah, I don't either. Nope. Sow, Sowin, maybe? Yeah. I don't you, know. Sam Haim. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam Haim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things right out the gate that I like about this movie, and again, we talk about the little Easter eggs, I like how they stuck with the jack-o'-lantern opening, Yeah. but they did it in their own way. I also appreciate that he wrote a completely new song and didn't just fall back to like the classic Halloween theme. We were talking about this before we hit record. Like, it's not a bad movie, but there's not a lot of meat on on the bones for this movie. No. No. This one now, I'm going to admit it. I, You know what? I'm going to come clean. I am a reformed hater on this movie because I definitely was one of those people in high school that was like, I hate Halloween 3 because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. I hate this movie. It's stupid. It shouldn't exist. There's lots of people like that, though. That was a pretty, that was a pretty common Yeah, I just straight up never watched it for years. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I heard it's stupid. not going to watch it. And then I just felt like completing the series. I was like, that wasn't as bad as I thought yeah. it would be. Like, I think when we were kids, we just fast forward to the parts that were like gory because the gore yeah. in this movie is still really, really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> well, I love the scene when the woman is in the hotel room and she's kind of she finds the microchip yeah, and, and, and she's then, picking at it and, and then, then a potato bug crawls out of yeah. her mouth and into her hair. Oh, that, that laser beam to the face that just like oh, yeah, flower just... petals open the bottom of her uh, like her mouth. I love that. I, yeah, and then the big bug comes it's out. A, it's a potato bug. It's, it's super gross. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, there's, the gore there, in this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. There's there's a scene where someone gets their head ripped off, and, like, not only do you see, like, lots of, like, sinewy, like, madness as the heads get... It's just the shadow, yeah. but you also see, like, blood geysers coming out of the neck afterwards. It's super satisfying. This, this might... I haven't watched the franchise in a while, but this might actually be one of the gorier Halloween movies, because a lot of Mike Myers stuff is just, you know, mm-hmm. stab and done with it. Yeah. Well, the only thing is, there's only, like, three people that die in the movie. Yeah. On screen. Oh, least. yeah, the body count's not as high, but when someone dies, they fucking oh, die. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, your kid's got snakes crawling out of his mouth now. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that part wigged me out. I'll handle bugs I can handle. I can't do snakes. Like, things that slither, obviously. Um, I can't, yeah. When the, More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> when the, when the things, things that slither come out, like, that's... That that one kind of gives me the wig. It's so I didn't, I didn't like that. That part. potato bug is worse yeah. for the, me. For some reason, the bugs coming out the mouth does not bother me. It's, but when the snake came out of the kid's mask, that one. Yeah, ugh. no, it's just it's just that that potato bug. Those things are like the size of your pinky, and it's just in that lady's mouth, yeah. and it just crawls out of her mouth, and it's the only thing. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> ugh I hate this, this is a movie that I feel like in the last like maybe 10, 15 years, has gotten more of a, a cult status than it used to have. Yeah. Um, I think that in a large part is 
Tom Atkins himself. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily the plot of the movie. I, I think it's that, and I think that in a lot of weird ways, it's more tied in to Halloween the season mm-hmm. than any of the other Halloween movies. Yes. So, like, when I watch this movie, I do feel like, ooh, it's October, it's fall. Like, it just uh-huh. feels fall just off the screen. Where, like, some of the other ones, it's just like, eh, I mean, it takes place at Halloween, but this right. could take place in the middle of the summer. No, for all I, I, I agree with that one, because yeah. I have that feeling about the original Halloween. Yeah. Like, there's something, and, you know, and again, yeah, obviously all these movies take place on Halloween, but there's something about the first, to me, it's, and it's very reminiscent of my childhood, I grew up in a town that kind of looked like Haddonfield, where, you know, all the streets had sidewalks and the houses and the falling leaves. Mm-hmm. So I get that feeling when yeah. I watch the first one. Like, I watch the first one, if it's in the middle of the summer, like, I expect to go outside with a sweater on or a hoodie, because that, that evokes that feeling for me. So I do, I do get that vibe. Like, yeah, this is one that, like, comes on at Halloween, and that's the only time you're going to watch it, is in the yeah. month of October. it just, it fits right into that Halloween feeling when you put it on, which I think helped it resurge. I also feel like people that were like me in high school that, like, hated on it, we're now all in our mid to late 30s and, like, mm-hmm. a lot smarter and can appreciate things a little bit better than we did when we were 15 Appreciate years that old. ladies' man that is Tom Atkins just getting gal after gal. Oh, my God. They all love him. <laughs> they, all the ladies want just want to be with Tom Atkins. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta grow a mustache. <laughs> How come the robots all are filled with egg yolks? <laughs> what is the deal with that? Because I, I guess it's the... Uh, That's their... their, their yeah. I feel like protein know. power. Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, so I don't weird. know. There's, there's a couple like, it's like the androids things. in the alien movies. There's a couple confusing things. In this <laughs> They're movie. filled with milk. Yeah, <laughs> they are filled with milk. <laughs> alien <laughs> robots are filled with dairy products. Is what we're learning. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a couple other things. So at one point, the, the, the lead woman, uh, what's her name? Ellie. Ellie. Uh, she turns into a robot, or she gets turned into a robot. That, how, how did that happen so fast? <laughs> did he know that girl was going to be coming? Did he have a robot ready? Or did he custom make a robot that looks exactly like her? I'll propose that it's like that scene in the beginning of Austin Powers 2 where she just always was a fembot. <laughs> I can't <laughs> she believe She was just that, a highly advanced fembot. See, I was under the impression that, like, kind of like in Doctor Who when, like, they take the humans and they turn them into... What are they called? The Cybermen? Cybermen, thank you. I don't even watch that I was going to say, show. you're talking to two people yeah. who have not like, watched that oh, show on oh. the level that you have. I'm like pointing over there because yeah. you can see the Cyberman pop vinyl I have. I couldn't think of it. I, like, to me, like I assume that they just add robot parts. Like, they kill her, add robot parts to her, mm-hmm. and now she's a robot. It just, I think it threw me off because it shows them making like masks and stuff earlier when they go on the tour. So I'm imagining like the same kind of process would be required to make a person looking like robot. That was yeah. a bad series of words. You know what I mean. I get what yeah. you're saying, yeah. <laughs> the, proce- the process to make a mask should probably be the same to make skin for a robot. At least, at least <laughs> as much. And it seemed pretty complex, and, like, by the time she got kidnapped, it was only a couple hours before, like, they were out of that place. So, yeah, I don't know. That threw me off. And also, when they drop all the pieces of Stonehenge on the bad guy and make him blow up, he turns into, like, a robot and just fades into nothingness. <laughs> what? What was that? What happened there? I mean, can we ask a question about that one channel that just refused to play the commercial <laughs> at the end? 
Yeah, it was, that was yeah. weird. Like, the, what, what did they, who was what he, they got invested in this damn commercial? Who was he talking to, too? Because he was shutting it down like every channel. Yeah, he's, he's talking to TV, to the TV controller people. Yeah, hey, you Tom know, Atkins that, got that power. That used to be the thing, though, because like I remember, like in the '80s and in the '90s, like hearing news reports, like, oh, you know, so and so. Something happened on CBS, and then their phone lines were lighting up. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't even know how to begin to call CBS. Like, yeah, what are those... Who Who are you calling? Who is that Who And is they that listen line? to them, too. Yeah. They're like, oh, this crazy person says that this TV show is going to kill people. We better turn it off. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a really good segue, too, and I'm sad that we it took this long to mention it. The Silver Shamrock song. How long has that been stuck in your head since you've watched this movie? I only watched it this afternoon, but it's pretty much always in my head. I want to say one thing. My cousin, who is like 10 years older than me, probably saw this much closer to theatrical release than I did. One of my other cousins will not watch this movie because of the Silver Shamrock song and because the because because it automatically puts images of like snakes crawling out of a mask and stuff into her head. So, she gets very upset. So every year my cousin will post just the the bim, 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 yeah. bim video on her wall and she's like, "You motherfucker." Well, to say like I've seen people just post the gift with no audio of the flashing pumpkin, and I look at it, and the song's like immediately mm-hmm. in my head. Like it's, I can't have one without the other. Nor can I listen to the song and not close my eyes and immediately vision the, the flashing pumpkin. I think I think that was the strongest part of the movie when I was when I was a kid was yeah. just that song. Yeah. I saw this movie for the first time in high school, and when the kid had the mask on when they were in the factory, and the commercial was what triggered the chip on the on the mask Mm -hmm. that like blew my mind like that was a twist a plot twist i was not prepared for (laughs) i remember being like oh what's wrong with the kid what no no what's going on with his face like that was a like m night Shyamalan level plot twist and i could not be ready for. and this was certainly like i saw this in pieces at least as a kid because it was always on USA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, some places, some some like companies you think, alright, Halloween 3 is not part of the Michael Myers story. If we're going to show the Halloween movies, we'll go ahead and skip this one. Right. Someone at USA was like, let's just play that one constantly. <laughs> I remember this one <laughs> like, being on TV a lot, too, because yeah. there's nothing, I mean, besides the, like, probably, like, minute, one minute of, of movie that is, like, like incredibly violent, there's nothing really else like going yeah, you don't on. You do a lot movie. of trimming. Exactly, you could pretty much play the entire thing like like fairly unedited I feel on like, TV. I feel like the original Halloween played fairly unedited too, except for like some blurred out nipples. Like yeah. that was about it. Yeah. Because there's not I, a lot of cursing and like like I said, it's just a lot of like, eh. yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of shadows doing that too. So you're not even seeing as much impact. I asked my brother like, how did we get these movies when we were kids? And I think he said that our friends down the street, their mom would just rent them. For us. Because, <laughs> like, we saw, like, Halloween 1 and 2, like, way too young. We saw Akira... Uh, we saw Akira when we were, like... I don't know. I was probably, like, 11 or 12 years old when I saw Akira. Like, like stuff that, like, small children probably shouldn't be watching. See, most of this, for <laughs> me, was on television. So the first Halloween that I saw was Halloween 2, and it scared the shit out of me because they showed the, the hammer going into the cop's head. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is, like, again, USA or TNT. Like, I thought for sure they would cut... 
but they showed like the full impact. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for horror movies. Like I was like <laughs> seven or eight watching it. Well, that was the thing <laughs> about TV back then. It wasn't it wasn't as regulated. They would just have channels where it was like, <laughs> ah, just show whatever this incredibly violent horror movie. Whatever. It's like one in the morning. Who cares? Joe Bob Briggs like had a whole like show just dedicated to showing things like Serpent in the Rainbow and stuff like. I don't know how they I like watch that straight off the TV, but I did because he, yeah. he made it available. So there, thanks, bud. <laughs> I, as you guys know, I followed the rules, and when my parents said no TV after nine, it was no TV after nine. What? Right? You I'm, suck. I'm a good girl. I'm, I'm a good girl. But I no, was the same way. I'll yeah, give you that. You guys are both dorks. But no, but, but like I remember, I'm kind of in the same boat of watching a lot of horror movie on TV because, like, it was, like, the Sunday matinee yeah, well, on TBS, the Superstation. Television on in, in October was wild. It like, was awesome. VH1 was just the Rocky Horror Channel for, like, a yeah. full month. <laughs> they used to show Hellraiser movies on TV. <laughs> like, like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to play Hellraiser 2 on TV. Are you? Yeah. Really? What, part, what, what parts? Is I it going to be 45 minutes long they with commercials? They showed the like, whole thing. I've um, seen it numerous times on TV. That's what I mean. It's like, but that movie, especially, like, like you're making a good point, because, like, especially those Hellraiser movies, those first two Hellraiser movies, mm-hmm. to get on television now, it would be like a 30-minute episode of yeah. something. You'd have to cut so much out. We're moving into a house. I feel your pain. Yeah. And- yeah. Jesus wept. <laughs> yeah. Credits. Credits. <laughs> you don't get to see him rip apart. Just- yeah. Yeah. It seems like it was a movie about a bunch of people who moved into a house and turned religious. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days, is all I'm saying. When, when people get nostalgic about the 80s, like, this is part of it. There's, there's a, there was a kind of wild westitude to certain things like TV and, and and the radio and stuff that, you know, everything, you know, it is more accessible now because of the internet, but it's also, there's always someone looking at everything. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to, like, sneak anything onto, like, a normal, like, venue and, and get away with it. Like, no. there's always going to be, like, 50 people like, hey, you can't put, do that on there because blah, blah, blah. It's like, before... You can just hand wave all those people away. Those are just crazy people. Who cares? <laughs> like the ratings. But you're right. Like I don't know. It was. It really was the Wild Wild West. I, I didn't even think about it that way. But you're absolutely right. Because like even MTV, you'd have stuff like Liquid Television, and like if you try to pull up like some of those cartoons, it's like how, like what's the. I just watched one like, the other like day. Like, Aeon Flux could have been a show on HBO. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it was so, like, every episode, like, was... It had, like, this really alien, like, type of animation to it. And every episode, the main character dies in some horrific fashion. There's, like... There's an animated thing that I watched the other day because someone brought it up and I forgot that it existed. And it, at 33, sitting in a hotel room, I was like, this is disturbing. The, the Max? No, the Max it was... and the, the Head. The Head? Well, no, this was just a short. I love the and Max. it was called... I think it was called, like... Rad, Rad Fink and Rad Boy Go, 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 or whatever, and it's just this three-minute animated segment of these two dudes just drag racing through a town, and they crash into a truck that's filled with nuclear missiles and blow up a town. Awesome. And then, like, it fades for a second, then it fades back, and they're, like, in hell with, like, poles shoved through their mouths as, like, things are ripping their guts out. And that played on, like, liquid TV yeah. all the time. I'm like, that's insane that that was on television. It's because it was hard. <laughs> like, now you can gauge exactly, like, how people feel about things. You yeah. Can, you can have a poll on everything. Back then, it was like, well, we got a couple complaints about those dudes that were impaled on those posts. But, but not ratings, enough. The ratings <laughs> are really good because, I mean, you got to think about it. We showed that at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, and it did really well. So, 
I think we were actually on the right path of that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of miss that stuff. I kind of miss being able to just turn to a random channel on TV and find, like, something, like, crazy like that. And and Halloween Season of the Witch is definitely, like, one of those movies that mm-hmm. takes me back to that. And also, you know, Tom Atkins' mustache. Yeah, we well, get back to that mustache. All, all I'm going to say <laughs> is you know that you're a smooth-ass motherfucker when you meet someone who's just lost a parent and it's like, I'm sorry for your loss. Would you like a mustache ride? <laughs> no, he's like... And, like, she was like... Actually, you know what? I can't even call him the aggressor. Because he was like, oh, we don't need to share this hotel room. I'll go sleep in my car. It's fine. Yeah, and she's yeah. like... She's like, where do you, you want to sleep? sleep? Yeah, she's like, my panties yeah. are already off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she gets out of the shower and he comes back and she's like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm going to stretch. Ugh, I think it fell off. I think he was just intrigued because of the super weird thing that happened at the hospital. And he just kind of was kind of wanting to get to the bottom of it. And then this girl's like, this person is helping me. Find out what happened to my father. He's one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. He's a doctor. He could just stay at work and make money. And then, after they have sex once, he's like, hey, hold on. How old are you? And she, like, giggles and doesn't answer him, and then they have more sex. She's like, I'm (laughs) older than I look. Yeah, you could be a mature 15. I don't know. But he was like, good enough. Tom Atkins is just going for it. Listen, Tom Atkins just does... Whatever Tom Atkins needs to do. Yeah, he does. He doesn't think about the consequences. We'll talk about it in a second. Night of the Creep's really really a bummer when it comes to Tom Atkins in that movie. He's a little depressed. He's a little depressed guy. Yeah, but... It goes it goes a little bit wild. He's so machismo badass. Let's wrap up yeah, Halloween. we'll wrap up this Halloween one. 3. <laughs> it's a thing. You yeah. should watch it. It's not like any other Halloween movie. Um, you should watch it at least once. It's got some fun, weird stuff and some really good gore, but it's just very... There's not a lot of it. Yeah, don't be afraid to hit the fast-forward every once in a while. (laughs) It's fine. You're not going to miss any important plot points. (laughs) I I think, Matt, you had said this before we recorded. Change the name. It's a perfectly fine, standalone... Halloween movie. Halloween movie from the early 80s. I feel like they could have kept going in this direction, but they That's they what they out. wanted to do. I know, yeah, they wussed but... out. They wussed out, and they're like, well, let's just do more Michael Myers. It's fine. Yeah, I would have loved for there to be, like, a yearly Halloween movie that's just a different story every single time. You know like, what they could have done? So cool with they that. could have gotten so much more mileage out of Michael Myers if they'd just done every other Halloween movie with Michael about Myers, Michael yeah. Myers. Mm-hmm. And then have the off ones be, like, some random one-off, like a Tales from the Crypt type story. I'd be 100% down with that. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention... Build a time machine. <laughs> Let's fix <laughs> this. <laughs> I, I also want to point out the, the giallo noir vibes you get from this movie, because it's just about, you know, a woman down in her luck and, and some guy who has no obligation to help her going out of his way to help solve the mystery. Yeah. I never really thought about it, but you're right. This has some very, like, giallo vibe to it. Does if there was only like do the do the robots have black gloves on <laughs> like stuff like yeah. that? That's what you need to look for. I bet I bet I bet there's a book on Halloween oh, three somewhere that quick, I could read and just get a solid answer on this. Quick but, question before we ship though: Which mask would you wear? Which one would I wear? Yeah, Let's you see, a pumpkin, skeleton, a skeleton, skeleton, or a which one? Okay, yeah, I'd be mm. a skeleton. I feel like I'd be the pumpkin. Jackie would be a pumpkin. Yeah, I'm thinking pumpkin. <laughs> Jackie would be a pumpkin. I would go pumpkin too. I'm thinking. Yeah. There's something. About Although it. I did like the witch one because the witch one came with like the the hood. Yeah. Well, can I just say there's one really good shot when it's showing all the kids like getting like going out and walking on their in their costumes and it's like Halloween like morning oh, or, or, the... or, or or like right at dusk. Yeah. And they're all like walking like 
just like in like disheveled like neighborhoods and yeah. like over giant like hills and stuff and like that entire like sequence i love i just love all the all the shots of the kids just walking around in their costumes i don't know why could you imagine how boring halloween would be though if there was only three masks made available <laughs> to the entire population yeah, and i don't understand why they like these masks so much they weren't necessarily that good no they're not amazing in any way but you know what dumb kids in the 80s you had to have that plasticky vinyl apron <laughs> yep that had your character on it and then that shitty plastic mask with the thinnest piece of elastic that always broke before fucking Halloween even happened, and you had to tape the sides, and guess what? Fuck those masks. Those because masks suck. As a kid who has worn glasses since she was four years old, those masks were not conducive to wear glasses, because they fogged up. Because of course I had my glasses on underneath the mask, yeah. and they fogged up, and it, and it was just, it was, yeah. I remember, though, I had, um, I had Barbie. Mm-hmm. The ones that I remember, I'm sure I had more, but I remember specifically Barbie, and I was also a Cabbage Patch Kid one year. I did, I did a Ninja Turtle one year. I don't remember doing a lot of costumes like that. My mom liked to sew, so she would make us costumes. Yeah, I was going to say, I liked, like, we would go my to the Halloween would, Adventures and buy a mask and then build the rest of it out of, of like, it. what we had. Yeah. My mom made me and my brother uh, Super Mario costumes. So That's one year awesome. I was, one year my brother was Mario and I was Luigi, and this is back in the 80s, so I got real gamer street cred. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I my, I think my mom would have preferred to make our costumes, but we were just brats. We're like, no, yeah, buy them. I buy the <laughs> shitty plastic aprons. When I was a kid, I won a I well, I came in second place, but I felt like I won a Halloween <laughs> costume contest where I we found this mask and it was this blue, horrifying like it just looked like something that had not seen sunlight forever. And in my warped mind, I was like, buy that. And I want to wear ripped up, torn up clothes, and I want shackles on my arms and legs so it looks like I was like chained in a basement and broke loose. My mom was like, whatever. <laughs> and she, and, sure thing, honey. And she made it in second place. I lost to a kid who just built a robot costume out of boxes. <laughs> See, when my, when my brother got a little bit older, very, very, very artistic. So Brian always made amazing Halloween costumes. So one year, with some duct tape and a couple of blankets and some cardboard, he made a Shredder costume. That's awesome. Um, he the, My favorite one was when he... He basically did the Oscar the Grouch thing, where he had the box and he made fake legs coming out of the box, but it looked like he was in the box and whatever mannequin thing he, like, strapped to his back, it looked like he was carrying him. Mm-hmm. He made one of them for him and my cousin Danny. See, like, there were plenty of years where it was, like, I remember that, you know, he he would, you know, go off and, and do something elaborate. And I remember being lazy a couple of years. Because, like, I remember one year I just grabbed one of my hockey jerseys and some fake blood, and I'm like, I'm a dead hockey player. Like, I really mailed it in a couple of years. But then I would be like, okay. Like, Brian, you gotta help me. And he would help me make cool costumes. There was the year that my mom wrapped him up in a couple things of toilet paper, and he was a mummy. Um, That was also the same year that I was a hobo. She made me a hobo. And basically what she did was just put, like, like, a little pair of baby jeans and a flannel on me. And then just got some, like, black eyeshadow and, like, made me dirty. Like, yeah. quote-unquote dirty. And I was a hobo. <laughs> did it, Jackie. Yep. Yeah. I think it was, like, one or two the year I was a hobo. Oh, it's yeah. fine. I was, it was it's cute. Fine. It's cute. It's cute. But, no, the Halloween costumes definitely improved. There was a year, like, I remember trick-or-treating, like, well into high school. Jenny and I 
trick-or-treated, I think I want to say sophomore or junior year, we were still <laughs> trick-or-treating. Because yeah. that's the thing, though. I had younger cousins, so I always went out with them. When Jenny and I would trick-or-treat, her neighbors across the street were a little younger, so we would go out with them. Mm-hmm. But we would still dress up. See, I love handing out the candy now. Like, yeah. I actually really look forward to it. We do, like, a whole big... Um, I'll set up speakers in the window, have, like, creepy music playing, and then we'll, if it's nice enough outside, we'll bring the fire pit into the front lawn and just be sitting there with, like, a cooler so the parents can come and, like, grab a beer or something on their walk, and then we just have the table with candy, and we're just enjoying a fire and watching the kids come by. I like that, and, like, part of me wants to steal that idea and do it. Steal it away. The last two years... Just no-shows? There's some areas where you just don't see any kids. Like, no one's walking the streets where I live because it's, like, a stabby neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And no kids... Kids are going to other towns and trick-or-treating there. A lot of vampires out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so many vampires I understand, you know, I don't necessarily like it, but again, I'm not a parent, so who the fuck am I? But a lot of towns and schools... Oh, don't you do, say those words. Yeah, the trunk they or do treat the trunk bullshit. or treat. Uh, because, you know, because, ah. you know, whatever. I mean, I um, get it, but... Ah. It does, it does, it really, it's, it's Wait, just... Wait, what the, is it? Trunk they or just, treat? They go to a parking lot... And all the cars park there with the candy in the trunk, and they just walk to yeah. all the trunks, well, and they No, come. it's supposed to be an adventure. <laughs> I know. Where, like, you're like, bye, Mom, bye, Dad, hopefully I'll be back in a couple hours, yeah, or maybe so, I'll die. Who so, knows? So the new thing <laughs> that you. I've been seeing, which I actually do like, last year was, like, there would be, like, one parent, but they'd bring, like, the whole neighborhood worth of kids, so we would have these rushes of, like, 15 kids all at once, and then there'd be, like, yeah. maybe 10 minutes of... Quiet time, and then, like, another group of 15. I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, I I don't know. I also remember when you were allowed to be out in it, like, when it was dark and doing trick-or-treating. Just roaming, yeah. Just, like, doing, just being a kid, like, at night, like, walking around, asking people for candy. Dude, next year it's gonna be on a Saturday. I'm so excited. That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, we don't, we didn't, this year, the, the Halloween that just passed, I feel like it was better. Two years ago, I really think we had five groups come up to the door. And that's the thing, too. Like, nine times out of ten, it's not, like, older kids. It's always a handful of little kids with a handful of parents in tow. And, like, the parents are out at, like, the end of the street or at the end of our driveway. And the kids come up. And, I mean, I will say it is, like, what was it, three years ago? Chad and I sat outside, and yeah. we were, like, carving pumpkins and handing out candy at the same time. Oh, that would be fun. And, like, that was cool. Like, I thought that was neat. But, again... I have a feeling that Saturday Halloween will be a good one. Like, I feel like because people are like, oh, I can, like, sleep yeah. in the next day, and, like, it and might like, actually be, like, a nice long trick-or-treat session. I always rush home so, like, we can be home. Because I know that, like, the minute that kids get home from school... They put their costumes on and they go. And they're ready to go. And they're, they're ready like, to go. And it's like, there have been plenty of times where I'm driving home and I'm pulling up as kids are walking up to my door to ring the bell. Because, yeah. like, I don't get home from work Oh, my parents had to fight with me. They're like, it's still light out, Matt. And I'm like, but it's Halloween! <laughs> like, I was just, like, so ready to go. All the good candy's going to be gone! I'm like, I'm taking the car because I was 16 in this scenario. <laughs> like, That's not fair. <laughs> when Jenny and I were in high school, we hoofed it from house to house like every other good kid. I can't remember when I stopped. I'm trying to remember. I, and I think can't. I was 14 or 15. I was probably. probably, like, a freshman in high school. It was, yeah. It was maybe the last time I did it. Mm. But, yeah, the last couple times, it's definitely less about the candy and more, like, hanging out with a group of friends, walking around and having an adventure, which is 
As long as you're not being, like, an asshole to the yeah. kids, like, go for it. We would just go to, like, Halloween parties and stuff, like, yeah. once we got to high school. Like, we weren't, I don't know. It, like, it, there was a there was a sharp decline in fun kid stuff once I feel we got like to I've, high school. I feel like I've never been to a Halloween party on actual Halloween night. Ever. It's always been, like, the weekend before. No, yeah. we did the whole thing with, like, oh, this bowl has eyeballs in it, <laughs> and this one has worms. Oh, no! <laughs> 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 you know, we're, we're going to do that this year at the party. You we'll should. do that. We're going to do, do the peeled grapes. Peeled grapes. The worms. Yeah. Is there a reason why they need to be peeled? I always wonder that. Because yeah, it's they're, more, they're, they're more, more uh, squishy. Gotcha, more gotcha. like eyeball-y feeling. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Anyway, Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, that's a love. That's an awesome non-transition into <laughs> 1986's Night of the Creeps. Can I make one note real quick about Night of the Creeps? I love it in the 80s when you would have the, the opening title uh, screen would be you dodging the letters of the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. that should come back. We should have more like like uh, openings of movies where it's just like, watch out, the letters of the title are coming past you. Whoa! I, I accept that as long as it also has the other trend that I loved in the '80s, which is that you have the title there and then a knife just comes through oh, the yeah. screen. <laughs> That's, That's so awesome. <laughs> You're like, oh no, Jason's attacking words. Oh no, Jason. <laughs> Jason broke my TV. Why did you do that? My mom's gonna be mad. I mean, just in general, they were they're the opening logo, uh, not logos, the opening credit sequence, which is so much better in some of these movies. Like to me, all like, of them, all nothing, movies. Nothing really will ever top Night of the Demons for me. That has one of the best, like that cartoon well, animated cartoon. Se- I'll take a yeah. cartoon animated sequence. I mean. I think title sequences have just gone away in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. I don't I don't remember anything like all the I don't know, going back to like Spider Man and X Men, I think were the last ones that were really memorable to me and they were like moving real close through the DNA of this X Men or yeah. like oh yeah. this look all the spider webs like I mean now it's like you know, like, I'm not going to say any spoilers of the movie, but I just saw it, and that just jumps right into the movie. Yeah. And you don't see a single fucking person's name until it's over and credits are rolling. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, movies now, like, they don't care. They're like, no, we don't have time for t- title sequences. Yeah. They're doing the same thing, and not that I watch a lot of television, but, like, is there any TV shows that, like, any sitcoms that still have, like, that really great theme song anymore? No. Or is I... it just, like, a show, and as the opening scene, like, is rolling, like, they kind of just silently so, roll the credits? So I haven't watched enough sitcoms to say, but I know that sitcom themes, and I would say around that Scrubs time, got very condensed to like, here is a 10 second audio clip that is your Mm -hmm. theme song. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know, like, Bob's Burgers has a little jaunty to them, but yeah, they're all, they're all really, really short. Yeah, like, How I Met Your Mother was literally just like 10 seconds, like, ba, 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 and then it's like, here's the show. I think all those people that wrote the, the jingly, like, like, openings. Like I think that was friend, one guy. I think it was one guy, and then he died. <laughs> no, he's still alive, because my friend is dating his niece. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> That's awesome. I, but you know what? That just is a testament to me that when I say sitcom, I, and I'm, I'm like, full house. You know, I know what you're that, talking about. That current sitcom, Dude, full house. I know what you're talking I'm about. That's step by step. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Boy Meets World somehow had six different theme songs. Thanks. So let's talk about Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. It starts with some aliens. So it starts off with the, with the opening sequence from Critters. Yeah. That's the first thing that happens in the movie. I said that they were naked garbage pal kids. <laughs> when, maybe they were maybe space invaders. 
I I don't know. Had heard about this movie for years because of Monster Squad, and I kept hearing, "Oh my god, his, his first movie though was Night of the Creeps. It's really really fun." That's why I knew Fred Decker. Yeah, yes. I'm like, who was Fred Decker? Why does that name sound so familiar? It's really really fun. It's hard to find, and then it was on FearNet. Like it was on like the FearNet on demand app way back when. And when I started this movie, I thought for sure that the wrong I clicked the wrong movie. Mm. <laughs> like I was like, this is not what I've been led to believe this movie is, because it's just aliens yelling alien language in a ship. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot about them for the whole movie until <laughs> yeah. the very end. I'm like, oh, this is a spaceship! Oh, shit, I forgot they were Which aliens. wasn't how it ended originally, too. Oh, That's the director's right, we'll cut ending. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get back to that. Yeah. So, so it starts off, and it's like a 50s flashback. Yeah, it's like, it's the 50s, and it's... Fucking black and white, black and white, and the guy and a girl go to like make out point. Oh yeah, and you know, <laughs> like <laughs> so they're sitting there at make out point, and the girl wants to wish upon a star, and they look up at the sky, and this big, what looks like a bright star, is actually something rocketing toward the earth. They basically do the blob. Yeah, they kick it yeah, off with the much. blob. So there's you know, many movies that are like this. Yeah. That's why it's a very it's a very tropey thing to have like something alien crash near planet while you're at makeout point, and then the, the, the local the kids, yeah, kill the and then the local kids get involved to try and stop the problem. And yeah, Which, there's lots of like, movies. I'm sorry, who are you, Fox Mulder? No, you get back in the car and we make out. Spooky, get back like, here. Stop, stop going <laughs> to chase stuff. Like no, no. We came out here for a reason. Yo, was, Let's do this, and then we can get Shake home. the 50s is boring, Jackie. <laughs> so they needed to go find the aliens, because there wasn't a lot else happening. Their parents wouldn't let them like go out and have fun or anything. But what's great is you go out to look for aliens, and then you get chopped up by somebody who escapes from the mental hospital. Yeah, the aliens aren't enough. The aliens aren't enough to control the plot. We need a serial killer with an axe. They literally, you're like, you think you're getting the blob, but now you're getting that, like, campfire tales story yep. about the guy with the hook hand. Yep. Huh? <laughs> That's what I thought it was at first. I was yeah. like, hook hand guy? Oh, no, he's got an axe. But we have, to, we have to tie it all in because 30 years later... Tom Atkins could have saved them. Yep, that that young cop that found the body was the the was actually the, the ex Blossomed. the ex lover, and thirty years later, so here here's what we were talking about earlier. So in this in the first movie, Tom Atkins plays like he's a doctor, he's a good guy, he wants to help he's people, an irresistible he fuck wants machine. to he is an irresistible <laughs> fucking machine. Yep. He he just wants to save the day. In this movie, I feel like I could walk up to him. Punch him in the kidneys, and it would be okay because a I'm a girl, b he's Tom Atkins, and then c we'd fuck. This whole movie, Tom Atkins is like that Simpsons episode when Mo has his head in the oven with no funeral taped on his back. Like, like it's just a series of like almost killing himself and a phone call saving his life every Plus, time. You also get to catch him in a white tux. Yeah. Classy as hell. He really is. And he, he's definitely... Yep. He's, he's way hotter in this one, too. When his hair starts to get a little bit more white, and that mustache gets just a little bit bushier, <laughs> panty drop. He, like, every line is like, a, is like a cop cliche. Like, I think Law and Order took a page out of his book, because everything he says in the beginning, or, or the next thing after his line... Is going to be the long or the he has, And he also has a catchphrase. He says, thrill me all thrill the time. Me. Oh, I love it. Thrill me. Thrill me. Thrill me. Detective. Thrill me. He also has a line that I guess Fred Decker likes so much he used <laughs> it again in Monster Squad, which was that 
dead guys don't just get up and walk by themselves. And then instantly cut to that dead guy yeah, getting up and, and walking, walking by, by himself. <laughs> it moves to the eighties, yes. and it's not about Tom Atkins. It's about it's about these kids that are in college, and and the one the one dorky kid with the red hair is like, oh, that girl's really cute. And then his disabled friend is like, I don't give a shit. I'll go up and talk to her. Who cares? No one's going to date me anyway, so I'll go talk to all the girls for you. Yeah, I'll just be your wingman. Wing just hang out, bro. Just to play wingman. It's like, oh, jeez, Rick, I'm so happy you're doing this oh, for me. That, that guy's the best. What is his name? His name is James Carpenter Hooper. If he isn't supposed to be the most important character um, in the movie, I don't know who could be. One of the cops, his last name is Rainey. Mm-hmm. Our lead girl is Cynthia Cronenberg. Yep, there's, they're all over Chris the place. Romero and J.C. Hooper... One of the homicide detectives, his last name is Landis. Um, Tom Atkins' character, his last name is Cameron. Yep, everyone's and, got hard, um, hard director names. They go to Corman University. Uh, and what was it? The uh, the janitor that from from Corman University where they find the body when he's like, oh, I saw those two kids running out. His last name is Minor. And apparently that's another director, but I'm not familiar with Minor. I think it's Steve Minor, Steve probably. Minor? I can't oh, yeah. remember what he That directed. was the one that, I like... I thought it was because I... he was a minor character. <laughs> and then he gets murdered, like, right afterwards. Screaming like banshees! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also... Uh, another, mo- I'm assuming, Monster Squad... Well, actually, this one came first, so Monster Squad was tying into this oh. one. Oh. When they're on the phone with... When the, the scientist is on the phone with his friend... And his name is Rudy. And yeah. he's like, Rudy, you gotta look at my notebook for the code, Rudy. Look for it. Um, so the Steve Miner one is, he did Friday 13th 2 and 3, but probably more importantly is he directed House, which Fred Decker had written. Uh, so oh, that's okay. probably, it was probably a shout there out to go. that. There you go. <laughs> um, anyways, kids try and hit on the girl, and then they decide they need to pledge this frat in order to be cool enough to date this girl. Girls so, in sororities only date frat boys. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, <laughs> the frat boys, led by Jared Leto from Fight Club... Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Them, ...tell them to go and steal a corpse from the morgue and dump it on one of their, like, uh, rival frats front yards... So they go... That classic old prank. Oh, yeah, they did that all the time back in the day. You know how colleges had morgues all over them. So this this one guy has got two crutches, his legs don't work, and this other dork break into a morgue somewhere and find some secret lab where they're keeping um, a zombie man with, like, alien slugs in his head on ice and let him out, and then that, that starts the carnage of this movie. At which point they run back to their uh, dorm room, and the the disabled guy turns into Randall from Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh Kevin Smith God, ripped this. Kevin Smith ripped this character off a hundred percent because he's absolutely Randall from Clerks. He says whatever he wants to anyone. He doesn't care. He's always cracking jokes and being really like crass and stuff. He does it all because he loves his friend. He wants his friend to be happy. <gasps> God, you're. You're you convinced me on this. Actually. Oh, that whole speech is yeah. the speech from the end of Clerks, yeah, where he's yeah. like, he's like, you asshole, it's always about you pity party, yeah, and shit. He's like, it's like I'm doing this all to try and make you happy, you piece of shit. Like that. You, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith. You can't totally do anything. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Except for just... chasing Game Andrew. <laughs> like... No, that was a good one. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, it's a good character, and I liked it. So yeah. I was kind of bummed out that he dies so oh, unceremoniously. Oh, I know. When JC dies, it, it that one that one that one hurts. But it, I mean, that is like the sign of a well-written character. Because you go into a horror movie like, okay, I can't get attached to any of these characters. They're gonna die, but you really are like, come on, buddy. No, no, I wanted him to like yeah. get like a superpowered like yeah. like pair of crutches that like shot things at the slugs or something dumb like that. Or like he like gets taken over by the slug, but somehow is just able to maintain his humanity. <laughs> There's so many sad parts in that movie. Uh, One is where he finds the tape that he, he he records a tape after he gets infested by the slugs, and he's like, "Dude, I walked on my own." Yeah, he's oh, like, that's, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my heart. And he oh uses, my god! But he's the biggest way that they're able to stop them because he gives them all the information yeah. by being yep. a host. He's like, he's like, dude. So this thing infested me, and it makes me makes my it's in my brain. Like, yeah. it's probably making babies or something in there. He's trying to give them all this information. There's another part where I can't remember the the redhead kid's name, Chris, Chris. something. He goes and he's and he's talking with Tom Atkins and Tom Atkins is talking is giving his rookie story. That is delivered so fucking well and that story is so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed. I'm like Tom Atkins can act like really well. Like this is amazing. This is probably the most like uh, like the best part of the entire movie as far as like drama goes. I just enjoy that he tells him that whole story and Chris's response is like. So, besides you inadvertently confessing to murder, is there a point to this story? <laughs> <laughs> I also like the the um the cop who works with the I guess he's the coroner who's always eating a hoagie. <laughs> the coroner I always has a hoagie. I love every that scene in that every he's movie. In. Any movie that that pops up, they always <laughs> laugh. He loves corpses and hoagies. So when JC dies, though, did you catch the other like? It's not even a subtle Monster Squad reference. It just says Monster, Monster Squad, Squad Go on the in graffiti on the toilet. Uh, does it? Yeah, on the stall wall <laughs> where oh, he's fun. writing graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some dumb stuff in this movie too. Like when, <laughs> okay, so like when um when Jared Leto trips the disabled guy, that's a really fucking shitty thing to do. So his girlfriend dumps him there in front of this group of people, and they all clap. Yeah. I'm like. What are you guys doing that you're stopping to, like, watch, like, these people have a conversation and altercation? Like, what are you doing? Like, this is an early tribute to what would become reality TV. It's so, <laughs> it's so awkward because it's like a bunch of people just stop and they're like, let's watch and see what these people are talking about. No, what I'll say is one of my favorite parts in this movie and has pretty much always been one of my favorite parts in this movie is the look of the, um the undead serial killer when he rises and mm -hmm. he's just like this rotted out skeleton that has that creepy smile and shit. Oh, right before they, they shoot him in the face, like he smiles, yeah. but he doesn't have any skin left yeah. on his face. So it's just like, Urgh. yeah, <laughs> he murders that lady. Who's just watching plan nine from outer space <laughs> alone with her cat. <laughs> no, the special effects in this one is good. Mm -hmm. it, it does have, one of my least favorite things, slithery little creatures going in and out of mouth. You go up your pant leg. <laughs> James Gunn said that he was not familiar with this movie when he made Slither, which is kind of weird because Slither definitely feels like it's an homage to this movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, definitely the creatures are are very similar. Yeah. But, but they... At the end, the pile of them. Oh, and just, just because a girl has a science experiment that involves multiple brains <laughs> stacked she in the face. I, I love that. I love that. Just like casual aside, like I have all these brains. Like, <laughs> like that, that's, that's a completely normal thing to say. Like that's it's not going to yeah, further the plot. I was going to say that's like that dialogue scene is like 
in Wayne's World when Chris Farley's giving all the instructions to him. It's like, man, that was a really well-informed security guard. I wonder if that'll come up later. <laughs> so Tom Atkins in this movie wants to be dead, but they do it like really subtly. <laughs> so like at one point, like after he kills the Tom Atkins kills the ex murderer yeah. that he previously already murdered and hid, like buried him somewhere. That thing comes back to life because of the slugs, and he has to kill it again, and he's immediately like, all right, I'm done. Goes back to his apartment, tapes up his door, has the oven on. They, you don't get to see any of this stuff. You just see the, the kid, Chris, run up the door like, I need help. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> and he gets up, and he pulls the tape. I'm like, why is there tape on the door? And then he goes to the kitchen, and the oven is, like, open, and it's <laughs> hissing, like, like, putting the gas on. I was like, oh, my God, Tom Atkins, don't do it. <laughs> Just comes out of nowhere. I don't but know. But his suicidal tendencies leads to him saving everybody. <laughs> yes. He does do the heroic sacrifice. He doesn't even need to be sacrificed, though. He just wants <laughs> to know. be dead. He just wants to kill himself. Yeah, he's he... like, well, as long as I help yeah. you guys, at the same time, it's fine, right? He didn't need to be down there. We no. could have had a trail of gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Just, I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah, he just wanted to die. I know, it's very sad. That's why I'm like, oh, this movie makes me sad. because He's, he's so bad. He's, he's so, so badass. He's so badass in this movie. He's so good. His dialogue, he, he kills it. He kills it in this movie, but he's just, like, so suicidal and shit and just kills himself at the I, end. I will say my least favorite special effect in the movie is the cat. <laughs> oh, the cat with, there no, was with no face? There was a zombie cat and zombie dog. Yeah, yeah. zombie cat and zombie dog. Uh, zombie dog looked a little bit better to yeah, me than zombie, zombie cat. Zombie the noise it's making as it's head turns. It's like the cat critter from Critters 2. Yeah. <laughs> there's some cool camera stuff in this like um at one point tom atkins like spins around and just starts shooting like zombies all around him yeah. and the camera's like spinning the opposite direction it gives you this crazy like visual effect that part is really cool i love chris walking around with the shot like with the, the shot with him with the shotgun and she's got like the the, the flamethrower flame and he's just going get out get out <laughs> like yeah, just like it's just so badass. The sorority, like that, everybody, get out. Yeah. yeah, that actually like one of my first thoughts was like, dude, we need to cosplay that. Nate, you need to wear a tuxedo and have a shotgun. I'm gonna put on a prom dress and like rig up a fake flamethrower, <laughs> and that's gonna be our cosplay. Is we're gonna I'll throw a mustache and yeah. throw some tape over Please my don't. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, have you seen the Shout Factory or the Scream Factory release? They did a release of Night of the Creeps, and it comes with a Tom Atkins doll. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I want it. Oh, I want yeah. it bad, but they're a little rich for my blood. I can't believe Chris just throws away the shotgun, like, after they blow up the house. Like, some of them could slither out of there still. Like, he's well, just done with that thing. So and that's then, a perfect lead into the original ending, is that the movie ends with that dog walking across the street. Uh-huh. Everything seems fine. It looks at the camera and shoots a slug at the camera, and then the movie's over. It's kind of similar to what yeah. actually happens, though. Fred Decker said he hated that ending, was like, I never wanted that. I'd always shot the alien ending. The The producers were like, nope, that ending's stupid. Just have a jump scare and call it a day. But the way the alien ending goes is you see the aliens are looking for them. Yeah. Just shining yeah. their spotlights everywhere. And then it cuts to Tom Atkins all burnt up. Does it, does and it, he falls over that, and they pop out of his head. Wait, so is Tom Atkins burnt up not in the original I ending? don't believe that's in the original ending. Okay. Because, yeah, then I then I saw the director's cut. Because yeah. that's what I saw was a burn-up Tom Atkins head, fall, his head explodes, or his head breaks open, the aliens slither out, and then the next scene is the alien ship looking for the 
the experiment as yeah, they yeah, called yeah. them in the beginning. It's, yeah, it's not that it's not that different. It's just yeah. you, yeah. it just I reminds like, yeah. you that these things are aliens. Yes. Yeah. I like That's that it. ending better than I, the dog I feel like I must have seen the dog ending because I know I've seen this movie yeah. a couple of years ago. I think, yeah, the I I think his whole thing was he wanted to have more of a hopeful ending of like, oh these like like a fake out negative ending where it's like, oh the aliens are loose, but it's like, but don't worry, like the the keepers of them are here to like take care of things. Versus, like, the studio just wanted to be like, nope, we're all fucked, the aliens are back, like, there's nothing that you can do about it. I mean, I still didn't feel like the aliens had control of the situation. Because <laughs> they're just looking at a random field somewhere, like, yeah. man, are they there? Yeah. Shit, no. And are it's been about there? 30 no. years, they're just finally getting here to check. I know. It's, yeah, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem that hopeful to me. <laughs> so I don't know if he succeeded there. Another check in the plus column for this movie was the Dick Miller cameo. Yeah, oh, yeah Dick you Miller! You can't go wrong when Uncle Willie comes out in your movie. And it's an amazing exchange between Tom Atkins and Dick Miller. I don't know if that's ever happened before or since. Or again, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Dick Miller. So what do you think about the 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 quote that made every trailer and made the front of the box? The, uh, the good news, bad news? Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's like a. It's fine. It's a. It's a mouthful for a tagline. It's not, <laughs> it's not that. It's not that punchy. It could. It could have been like uh, edited a little bit. They could have just put "throw me" on the box. Yeah, <laughs> like, which I love. Like to I, think, I, I love that. Like, I love that at the end when when Chris is the one that's like detective, thrill me. me. <laughs> I think I saw oh, this. It's so fucking good. I think it was like our tenth episode of Horror Movie Night. We did this, and I still think about it every time I watch the movie. Tom Atkins and Chris are not counting at the same pace, even no. remotely. Not even like, close. Not like, even close. Like, Chris should have gotten out there, counted to to one, and then stood there for about ten seconds awkwardly <laughs> yeah. waiting for that house to explode. One! One! Everybody's out! One! One! I love this movie. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. The intro, I think, dragged a little bit. I think there was too much of the fifties stuff. I can see that. That could yeah. be done in like three minutes. I feel like I feel like the scenes could have been chopped down a lot because what is this exactly an hour and a half? It could be an hour twenty-five. Yeah, and and be and have better pace. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't destroy your movie if we saw less like black and white like fifties kids making out. Like it's fine. Yeah, it bums me out when I watch this movie because I feel like Fred Decker really got a bad end of the stick. I feel like there was a lot that he could have done in the rest of the 80s and 90s. He did this, Monster Squad, and then somehow got attached to RoboCop 3 and that bombed so badly. They're like, you struck out three times, your career's over, pretty much. He did RoboCop 3? That was his last movie. Yeah, that's funny. But then didn't he come back recently to He wrote the newest Predator Predator movie. movie. Oh. Oh. But that was because it was directed by Shane Black, who he wrote Monster Squad and House with. Mm -hmm. So Shane Black was the one who was like, yo, come write this with me, please. He's kind of like Joe Dante. Yeah. Where, like, in the 80s, lots of stuff, and then bye. Boom. Bye. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This, <laughs> this movie does it for me. And, and and even if, you know, it didn't have the Monster Squad connections, this is just, this is my kind of movie. It's it's 80s. There's some monsters. There's Tom Atkins. It's like, a this fun one to throw on, like, with a group, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. definitely one that makes for, like, a good group viewing, because you can kind of, like, zone out if you need to, but... There's not a lot of parts that are slow enough to feel like you need to zone out, but like you don't need to be paying attention to follow it. Like it plays out exactly how you're imagining it's probably going to play out if you're watching it with a group of friends. I, I think it could use more murder. I feel like all the murder is condensed into the last like a bus crash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone's dead and turned into a zombie. Like it happens so quickly. 
Which one do you prefer between this and Halloween 3? Which one are you more likely to want to watch again? This. Okay. Definitely this over Halloween 3. I agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I think, I, I... I think that's an easy, I an wanna, easy decision. I yeah. want to save up my allowance, and I do want to get the, the Scream Factory Special Edition. I need a Tom Atkins doll. I need him... <laughs> On my shelf. I was going to say, there's not a lot of people that have that Tom Atkins love that you have, so. No, and I don't know what it is, because it's not, ex- I don't know. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's, I'm looking at, like, the Bob I'm Ross and the <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, and it just doesn't fit into your your likes. And there's what? and there's too many instances of him playing, like, a real shitbag. <laughs> that, like, I can't just be like, oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's I, kind I of an abusive devil most you know of the what? time. You know what, to me, though, it fits in, because, like, if you look at my list of, like, my quote-unquote Hollywood freebies... My Hollywood freebies list is all over the place. So for me, the fact that he's on a list with like David Tennant, uh, Fran Kranz, Sean Plott, Nick Cage, Jeff Daniels at a very specific time in his life, uh, fucking what's his name from Jaws at a very uh, what's his name? Roy Schneider. No. Um, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus at a very specific time in Whoa. his life. I need late seventies, early eighties, because it's like in Jaws, I would fuck him, but like in Close Encounters, I would marry. He's him. pretty charismatic in that scene where they're all showing off their scars. But, and but like in but in like Mr. Holland's Opus, you're just like yeah, no, 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 get not me. interested. No, I have like time specific freebies. <laughs> Jeff Daniels when he made Newsroom on HBO. That is the most insane freebie <laughs> thing. Is like. If, if somehow I build a time machine and meet Richard Dreyfuss in the 70s, I can have sex with him and you can't be angry at me. Exactly. I think that's fair, though, because, because we're not from the 70s. We didn't get to, we didn't get to fantasize at the time. Like, we find out about it later and be like, oh my god, they were so hot. Here's the thing. The freebie list is not the freedom to fantasize. It's the freedom... That if there is an actual chance that this Listen, happens... don't step on Jackie's tree. I'm just saying, she's burning slots on that freebie list. But again, see, my freebies <laughs> list is weird. It's just why Tom Atkins, the only one on my list that, okay, in full, actual, real reality, there's only one dude on that list that I might even have, like, a... Gl- David tiny shot. No. Frank Kranz. No, Sean Plot. I think I could I don't even know who that is. Day 9. D nine, yeah, that guy. Oh, I love him so oh much. Oh my god, <laughs> god, she shouldn't be allowed to play Magic the Gathering anymore. <laughs> Finding out about these internet people. Uh, yeah, so I feel like I have a shot with it, but you know that guy's such a goon. Truth be told, I love my boyfriend. Like to the you end, you do of like the dorky I, boys I, too. I, I do. My one friend, <laughs> my one friend Erica once told me when we were like talking about like the Hollywood dudes that we like, and she's rattling off all these dudes and showing me pictures, pig. and yeah, like all and these like, guys. I like Frank Cranz. and her, her. He was the stoner in in <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Her responses to me was every dude you just showed me a picture of looks like they could fix your computer for you. Yeah, and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Jackie should be able to go back to the past in a time machine if she wants to. That's it's fair the, enough. It's the only one that's even theoretically possible, so don't crush your dreams just yet. That's true. Yeah. I apologize. Okay. See, I mean, this was you... Mar- Marissa's not here to crush my dreams, so now we got Matt filling in. That's what I step in for. I'm not. <laughs> I, mean, I just want not... you to make sure that you have the most achievable free pass <laughs> list no, that you can build. No, it's going to happen. The, the, the concept of free pass yeah. is just you, a fantasy. You don't want to end up in a Brian Kelly situation where he got the free pass <laughs> approval on Christina Ricci and then realized that he was bumping into Daniel Harris all the time and didn't have time to make a change to the list. <laughs> I know. I mean, there could be the very real reality that we go to a convention and Tom Atkins would be there. What do I do then? 
I mean, he'd be, what, 70 at that point? He'd be like, hello, Jackie. And you'd be like, how do you know my name? He's like, I know about you, Jackie. I listen to you. And then you're like, Look, I'm just saying. everyone drowns. I'm just saying that if you had sex with Tom Atkins, that that seeker could die with him any minute. Oh, no. I don't want to kill Tom Atkins with my vagina. Don't kill Tom Atkins, Jackie. I won't. I will not. I will not be a murder vagina. I won't do it. Um, he's a treasure, and he needs to live forever. He is pretty great, except for when he's beating his stepchildren in, in different movies. Yeah, he shouldn't do that. <laughs> and drinking drinking to the point. 83. Of he's 83 years old? He's 83 years old. Oh, right my now. God. He doesn't look 83, does yeah, he? Yeah, he was born in 1935, so like, do the math on how old he was in those movies. That's older he did than, look older. That's older than my father. He was 51 when we were watching him in Night of the Creeps. Wowzers. He was handsome for 51. Hey, and this picture's from him at the Monster Mania convention from 2007, so it's possible. Well, he was just at, um, he was at the convention that was in Monroeville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In June. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the, the hell's that called? Like, Days of the Dead or Walker yeah. Stalker or something like Whatever that. Whatever that one is. Whatever that um, But yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, it, you know, it could happen. I could meet him at a convention and, you know, be like, hey, Tom Atkins. we like, hello, young lady. <laughs> Back in my day. When you were born, I was 73 years old. <laughs> uh-uh. I know. Uh-uh. I know, Jackie. <laughs> I can math, okay? Uh-uh. I was 804 <laughs> years old just last year. Don't try to dissuade me from my Tom Atkins love. <laughs> I have my studio house that proclaims that he rules. We hope you guys have enjoyed our episode, our little Tom Atkins spotlight episode for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch and Night of the Creeps. Matt, what are you doing these days on the internet? Uh, so I'm hosting a couple podcasts. Uh, the two big ones is the Disneyto podcast, which in which my friends Andrew and Brooke get drunk and talk about Disney. And the uh, the really big one would be Horror Movie Night, HMNpodcast.com is the place to find us. We are 200 episodes deep. Woo! Yeah. Peace. You can uh, find me at the uh, Austin Film Festival if you're heading out that way for Fantastic Fest or at Monster Mania in October, and then I'm done conventions for a couple months. Thank you guys for joining us. Do the thing on the internet. Find us, rate us, review us, like us, love us, talk to us, we'll talk back. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Happy for the horathon and remember the big giveaway at nine don't miss it and don't forget to wear your masks the clock is ticking it's almost time you're listening to the geekscape network 